This is Issues 2020. I'm Ted Woodward. Our guest today is the usual person who hosts this program, KNSS radio personality Steve McIntosh. Steve, you're on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, I don't think you did that just right. Maybe you should try it again. Oh, boy. (laughs) Already? Uh, I've never been on this side of the mic, and we've been doing this issue show now for, what, 20-some years? Around 20 years. Yep. There you go. So we're glad to have you with us today. All right. All right, I'm going to go all the way back. Let's go back to Steve McIntosh as a child. Whoa. What uh, what what led you to this per- this profession as a kid? Anything, any telltale signs when you were a youngster? Well, first of all, the, the reason we're doing this, I'm going to do this real quick, if you don't mind. On the 15th, I celebrate 50 years in broadcasting. That's right. And, 50, and so that we were thought this would be a little different. All right, so your question is, what was it? Did you, was there anything we saw in Steve McIntosh as a little child that might have thought, you're going to go into this profession? You know, I, I'd love to, as a kid, uh, I'd love to listen to baseball games in the middle of the, the night when my brothers were asleep. I'd have a little transistor radio up by my ear in bed and listening to the ball games and visualizing, you know, the beautiful green grass of the ballpark and the players and all that. So, uh, yeah, that would put me to sleep at night. That's that's one of the things I did. I Love to listen to basketball, football on the radio. Used to, it was all sports, though, at those days. I, I, wanted, I was really interested in the sports aspect of it and Is, being on the radio that way. Did that ever intrigue you to go into that, in, in that area? Well, I must, must have. It must have. I know that I've had talked to friends uh, over the years, uh, high school buddies, who will say, you know, you know, you don't remember this, I guess, but you would sit at a basket. I would go to a basketball game with my buddies, and I would sit there and do play-by-play of the game for them and throw in t- Jokes and all kinds of stuff, get them to laugh at it. And uh, so maybe there was an indication. My friends tell me, yeah, uh, a couple of them said, yeah, if you were going to do that. We knew that. We knew I was going to do something like that. And you you go through high school, West High, here in Wichita. And uh, then after that, at at some point, you've got to be done with schooling and go into the profession. Right. What was that process like? And and what. Where, where did you start that process as a, as a professional? I came out of high school, and I went to French University for a, for, a, well, for a while, for about a year or so, and uh, uh, that wasn't cutting it. I just you know, I, I didn't know where I was going to go. But then I saw the ad on TV. They used to run this ad on TV at night uh, that you could become a, a, a radio announcer. You could become a DJ. Mm. And all you had to do was uh, sign up for the Columbia School of Broadcasting, not affiliated with the Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS. But uh, so I thought, no, no, that's intriguing. So I asked my dad. I said, Dad wanted me to go go up to Topeka and go to Washburn and get be a lawyer uh, or something. But uh, I said, I'd like to check this out. And he said, All right, let's do it. And we had a man come to our house, uh, and he told us, Here's here's what it is. It's a correspondence course. Every so often, you will get in the mail uh, a disc, Mm -hmm. a big record, a book, and uh, we will talk you through this. You'll do your studying. And we'll have you make a tape. I had a recorder, and you send that in, and we will have somebody critique it for you, and, uh, and they'll send it back to tape back to you. And it's got this big time announcer who's critiquing everything. And you know, I thought it was kind of strange, but it worked very well. Um, uh, I learned a lot from those big time guys telling me, you know, you've got this Kansas twang, you've got this, or you've got these colloquialisms where you say words this way and that, and clean up the and the way you project your voice. And I know you know this from stage work. Mm-hmm. You don't talk through your, na- your nose. I stopped talking through my nose and started talking through my diaphragm. So anyway, that was the Columbia School of Broadcasting. Where are we at now? Do you still have those records? 
by the way. Uh, they may be somewhere at the house. I'm All not right. sure. So anyway, you, you've done that. I've How done do you that. then get into the profession? Uh, the uh, I was uh, I was out of a job for a while, and I uh, my brother, uh, my older brother Mike, was hanging out with a guy at KFH FM Underground, a guy named Little John, who was okay. a program director, and they were drinking together one night. And <laughs> Mike says, uh, "You know, my little brother wants to be in radio. What should he do?" And Little John said, "Have him come up and see me." So I went up at the old KFH building, which is in Lassen Hotel downtown. And uh, Little John, very nice to me. He says, well, let's tell you what let's do. Let's, uh, uh, I don't have anything, but let's talk to Dick Rippey. He's the program director at KFH. And Dick says, uh, let's go in here and uh, you you make a recording for us. Here's some copy. Uh, Make a tape for us. So I did. And he went and listened to it. And he says, well, I'll tell you, I don't have anything for you. But he says, "Uh, let me make a call. So he called the guy at KLEO Radio, which was a big AM rock station. I can't remember what the fellow's name was, but he basically, uh, I called him, I guess, and he said, well, you know, uh, you don't have any experience, and you're really not what we're looking for. But I've got another guy in my talk. So anyway, I wound up talking to a guy whose air name was Chuck Hogan at KWBB AM 1410, which was kind of a soft rock radio station in those days. It had four news people. And uh, went over to see him, and Chuck says, uh, he listens to my tape, says, well, you know, I got a guy going to the, the, going to the Navy. Mark Schwartzell's going in the Navy here in two weeks. I got to have somebody. <laughs> he said, but I'll let you know. Well, a week went by. I didn't hear from him. Finally, I started bugging him, started calling him. Hey, Chuck, anybody? Well, the manager's got to hear the tape, da, 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 you know, the whole thing. Finally, Chuck says, come on in. We're going to hire you. And that's the way it did. And it was, it was pretty cool, although I was very nervous. <laughs> I, well, didn't, I didn't know anything. You know. So, you, well, you learn from the ground up. Yeah. And a lot of what I've done over the years is pretty much self-taught. Listen to other people. How do they do it? Reading the Associated Press and learning how to do reporting from the AP, things like that. I was going to ask you about learning from other people. I'm sure you've had people that have influenced your uh, career over Chuck the years. Was, uh, Chuck, his real name is Chuck Schechter. And Chuck wound up going down to Dallas and working at the big radio stations in Dallas. And late, later... Uh, he was in Tulsa for a while. Later, I got a chance to bring him back up here, and he worked for me at KFH. So my first boss, I, he came back and worked for me for a while. Great guy. Very patient. He showed me a lot of the ropes. He was a, he was a mentor. Uh, as far as the news part of it is concerned, I worked in rock radio mm-hmm. a lot, and those guys said, hey, man, do whatever you want. <laughs> they know nothing about it. I had managers that said, hey, that sounds great. What was it again? You know, they, they had no idea. And so I just kind of taught myself. Uh, one mentor who uh, I guess would be a mentor, it's at a, in Kansas City at the Associated Press, which they used to staff 24 hours, and it was a huge operation. There was, oh, yeah. a, guy, there was a guy up there named Ewell Warren who was there for about 50 years, and he was the all-night editor, legendary guy. So I decided you know, I was going to start calling up there and giving him radio stories, news stories from Wichita. And I'd call him up, and he'd, I'd give him the story, and he'd take notes and say, eh, well, what, did, did, did you ask him this? What? No, I didn't. Well, go back and get the answer to that. And he, and he was like that. He was a curmudgeon. And basically, for pretty soon, I got to call him, and I, I would make a phone call and say, oh, here's the story, da 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 And he'd say, hey, that was okay. Keep going. So Nice. I had a helper in that way. But uh, not, not too many mentors along the way, really. I know, uh, and this happens to me, and I know it's happened to you, you're somewhere people do not recognize your face, but as soon as you talk, they immediately know your voice. That's happened. What, what is 
can you define your voice or what you bring a, to the it's, table? It's a, a mid. I would say a mid-range baritone. I'd say it's not not the greatest, not the worst. We're kind of kind of in the middle there. Uh, but I, you know, it's uh, I, I enunciate properly and <laughs> I I speak well. I think I had one uh, one person tell my wife one time, you know, what's wrong with your husband? What do you mean? He he thinks he's perfect. Everything has to be perfect. I said, she said, yeah. That's the way you do radio. Uh, so yeah, every now and then I'll I'll be talking to somebody and they'll look at me and say, "I know you. I know that voice." Then so you never know. When you look back over the course of fifty years, can you pinpoint a time, maybe a one or two year stretch where man things were really popping for you? And- yeah, I think I can. Uh, late seventies. Yeah. Uh, at K E Y N, I did ten years at a radio station, which is unheard of. Although you and I have been at this. At KNSS for about 20-some, more than 20. Anyway, I did 10 years there, and it was a time when FM radio was just coming in. Mm-hmm. It had been AM. They had dominated. The big uh, rocker was KLEO. We were at KEYN. We were a rocker. And FM, we, you know, people didn't have FM sets. And it was gradually taken over, and it was, get, it was like, Ted, it was like WKRP in Cincinnati on steroids. I mean, we had the strangest dudes coming in and out of there. I mean, really weird guys and and just fun. We had a lot of fun. We had a manager who just came in every day and said, "Man, what crazy thing can we do today?" And by about uh, 77 78, we finally beat KLEO in the ratings at about three three different segments and we were there. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the other part of it was they didn't pay me a lot of money. But uh, at some point, about, to, about 74, 75, 76, uh, our manager and owner, Bob Freeman, he said to me one day, he said, Mac, he said, I'm in a strange situation. We've used up all of our tax credits uh, <laughs> for starting this company. He says, and in order not to give all that money to uh, Uncle Sam, we're going to give some people some raises. <gasps> and they, they bumped me about twice a year for three years. And I was at that time fine, finally got up to making big money, like this is seven, eight hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, we never made, but never make much money in this business. Interesting though that you look back fondly at that time when you're given almost carte blanche on creativity, right? And, and that uh, that just that's heady stuff. Yeah, and you'd have a meeting and 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 it was like a, a writers' meeting for a sitcom. Somebody would say, "Hey, how about this? Oh, whoa, let's do that. Oh, let's do that." And, and nothing was too crazy. Yeah. The wilder, the better. We had to usually back off a little bit before we went on the air, but, you know, it was fun times, fun times. You look back over the course of 50 years, too, and I know that uh, we can just start to harvest a lot of big stories that you've covered and been a, been uh, on the sidelines for and watched develop through the years in Wichita. We're talking about uh, the other day when the, uh, the uh, protests were going on and some of them got kind of violent, and, and, and I started to remember that I – Covered at least three, well, I would call riots yeah. uh, over the years, uh, including uh, there was a disturbance at Heights High School once uh, earlier, early in my career, where this, this place was out of control. I mean, uh, the busting out windows, kids were Ooh. running up and down the halls, beating people and whatnot. And that's one story that I covered that that was a biggie. And a couple of more riots, Herman Hill riot. Yeah. I went, I got tear gassed at that one. Mm. Uh, there was one up in Northeast Wichita. Uh, a riot up there. And then, of course, uh, early, early, my first few months in my career, uh, the plane crash 
the Wichita State University plane crash, and I got to cover that uh, locally on some stories like so big stories like that. That was the uh, <laughs> you had the sniper Holiday Inn seventy yeah. six, and I was down there. You were in down the, there in the plaza yeah. while the gun was still firing, and uh, you know, that was huge. I came back, got on the radio, and was we were on for about thirty or forty different radio stations across the world, telling about the sniper, and that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a biggie. There's been some pretty big stories over the years. Of course there has. Of course, we're talking today with the usual host of this program, KNSS radio personality Steve McIntosh, as we get ready to celebrate Steve's 50 years in the broadcasting industry here in Wichita. You've, uh, you've worked many years as a morning person, and I know that's a little bit of an unusual shift and your body clock has to kind of be attuned to that. You keep some unusual hours. Well, my wife and I uh, have never really socialized much. Uh, if it's on a weeknight, uh, we go out with a couple and you know, and maybe have some dinner and some drinks. And about 9 o'clock, about 8 or 9 o'clock, well, that's it. Got to go home. And on the weekends, your body clock's still going like that. Right. So Saturday night, I'm saying, well, I'm going home now. It's <laughs> 9 o'clock. So you get used to that, uh, to that shift. But I, I love working mornings, Ted. In the, you come to work in the dark before anybody else in the world really is awake, and you can get so much done. You can concentrate. You can get things done. Nobody's bothering you. No distractions. And so I've become a morning person over the years. I was a kid. I wouldn't like that. Although, I must tell you, in the 7th and 8th grade at uh, Hadley mm-hmm. Middle School, junior high, on the basketball, we had to 7th and 8th grade teams had to practice early in the morning. Before school. So for years and years, we, we were getting up in the wintertime at 5 o'clock in the morning. So that was pretty early. Well, kind of, we, you talk about that morning shift, too. And it, it's it's not like in radio there's a massive staff helping you put the show together. When we go on the air at 6 o'clock, you're putting the show together. No, uh, we've had people, of course, from the day and night before, they're leaving us stories mm-hmm. and pa- packages, and, 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 and we use those. But we're putting those together. We're grabbing... Sound from the uh, from the network in this case uh, for KNSS the Fox Radio Network sound bites people are giving us packages from there you're putting all that together you're organizing it any local stuff you can find to write up any wire service stuff plugging it all in there a lot of different elements as you know you've you've done it before so many times it all goes in together to to do that news and then we have to think about what are our features what are we going to talk about in those segments where we just talk. You got to put that together too. Come up with some ideas there. There's a lot that goes into a, a show like we do on KNSS, uh, and any show really. There's mm-hmm. preparation yep. for any kind of radio show and all of our intercom stations. After 50 years in the business, some honors start to come your way, and very deservedly so. I know one of those, uh, your induction into the Kansas Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. That had to be uh, quite rewarding. Yeah, that was in 2008, and yeah, that I. I know there are people, uh, we've had a couple of people we've worked with who are in the hall. Uh, Mike Kennedy, for one, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's the only one. But uh, yeah, I think it's a big honor. Uh, you're voted in by your fellow broadcasters. And uh, we. my class that I went in with was, uh, uh, was it Jim O'Donnell yep. or was it Merrill Teller? Jim O'Donnell, I think. Uh, uh, Mitch Holtis Mitch from Holtis the Chiefs. Was in it. Yeah. And uh, it was a real honor. We used to get on the days, and I, I wrote a couple of comments. I didn't know I was going to make a speech. I wrote on a napkin and got up and made a quick speech. And I'll tell you what, I was done in about 40 seconds because uh, I don't like, you know. But my mom was there. Mm-hmm. My late mom was there. Yeah. 
and my family was there, and it was quite, it's an honor. It's to me in that Hall of Fame with so many great broadcasters from Kansas. Yeah, that's the great thing is that uh, maybe not your personal induction, but then you look at all the other people that are in that Hall of Fame too, and then you start to ooh. some really really yeah. neat people from great broadcasters. And then just a couple of years ago, a national award comes your way when. Stephen Ted in the Morning was the recipient of the Marconi Award from the National Association of Broadcasters. And the Marconi Award, then you share it with me. Your name's on the plaque, too, for Stephen Ted Show. But the Marconi Award is a, a regional-sized station, but it's a national award. Mm-hmm. Your market, you are comp- we were competing against people all over the oh, country. San Antonio and Los Angeles. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, and so to get that, that was a huge honor. I yeah. mean, that's, that, that's a good one. The Marconi Good stuff. Mm. I know a, a question that people ask me about you is concerning how long are you going to keep doing this? Yeah. And I know that's a personal question, but I know you've enjoyed doing it for 50 years, and, and at some point the process ends. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Absolutely. I mean, doing a morning show, being on the radio is, is great fun. I'd probably do that, not retire, do that the day I die, but there, there's more that goes into it. The, the the uh, to me the the physical part of the <laughs> getting up early, although I love it, it can be a little you know after a while it can get to you, uh, and that's part of it. Maintaining the energy, the enthusiasm, and the, uh, to do the show that's going to be a consideration. Um, I'm not going to do it too many more years, though. Frankly, is there anything you're looking forward to doing once you get to retirement? Uh, sleeping till oh four or five in the morning, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Nah, seriously. Oh, I'd like to travel. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. As, as the health, if the money holds out and the and the health, Shelley and I, I there's places in America I want to see battlegrounds and different historical places, and to see part of this country and go and visit relatives and people we know. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. You've uh, you've grown up in South Central Kansas, and this is where you're from. Did you ever have any opportunities, perhaps, in this business to leave Wichita? Did you did the, does, did any of those opportunities come your way? Had a good uh, chance to go to a big station in Kansas City at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, KCMO was putting together a morning show, and a guy talked to me very seriously. I was at KFH at the time in the eighties. Yeah, the eighties, and uh, there was a, a woman named Gloria Goodwin in the market, and they were going to pair us up. And Gloria was a terrific talent. She went. I didn't go, but she went to Kansas City and made quite a career in Kansas City. Uh, other than that, I have you know not many serious offers over the years, frankly. What if you had not gone into radio? Do you know what Steve McIntosh would have done in a in another profession? <sighs> or, or is that one of those I, deals I, where it's hard to fathom that? I can't. I have. I don't think about it, and I don't know what it would have been. Uh, don't think about it much. I've, what about know. famous interviews? I know you've uh, over the course of fifty years, you've met a lot of very interesting people along the way. <sighs> Howard Cosell comes to mind. Ooh, that's the, a good the, one. The, uh, the, the guy who did uh, Monday, Monday Night, Night Football. Football. I did an interview with him, and it was terrific. I don't know if I still got it around someplace. Wow. I may may have. That was good. We, of course, Bob Dole several times mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. When he was a senator, Bob was easy to get on the phone and did great interviews. I love Bob Dole. I thought he was the greatest. Uh, Nancy Kassebaum, we did a half hour one time. Uh, Nancy Landon Kassebaum, senator from Kansas. Uh, we did a quick interview with John McCain a while back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of them, but uh, if, if those are some that stand out. I know you interviewed uh, Linda Blair from The Linda Exorcist. Linda Blair from The Exorcist. That was interesting. <laughs> That's pretty. She was in town promoting uh, something, around, and, and she was he was giving away cans of pea soup. <laughs> and 
It was an interesting interview. That was a half-hour show. Yeah, I know when you look back, too, on a career, uh, I know you're very indebted to your family and, and all the wonderful aspects that they bring to your life. Well, and my dad, would, I, don't, I don't know if he's about to give up on me, but when that Columbia School of Broadcasting thing came along, uh, he said, I'll pay for it. And it was, uh, I think it was 700 bucks At that time, That's a huge a, amount of yeah. money. But he, I think he saw something in me, and uh, he never really, he didn't verbalize that kind of stuff. But uh, I know that his last year in his life, he died in 1999, and you and I, I'd been back in radio for about a year. And he, I know he was listening almost every day. He, I think he was proud of me. I hope he was. Well, I know, it, and, you, and you've had a, a wonderful wife and children over the years, too, that have been very supportive of you, and, and that's, that's a great base to have in your life. You know, it's, it's not luck. It's a blessing. Uh, it's a blessing from God that I've, that I've found a woman who would be in my corner every day, and it was a terrific, beautiful woman, and we've got two great kids and seven wonderful grandchildren. The family is everything. La familia. I know it's something you always ask people in the industry, and the, the, the question always gets asked about changes. How has the industry changed over the years? And that's Ted. that's a wide ranging question, I know. But it's, came it's, into radio when you played a song, it was on a disc, mm-hmm. on a turntable. You had to cue it up. Yep. Find the start of it. Uh, tape, magnetic tape, is the way we did all of our sound. We went from there. We went to CDs. We went to cassettes, and then we. We've graduated on from there. The teletype, the, the news came in on a teletype machine. Bang, 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 bang. 24-7, this thing is clocking away. Yeah. And you go in there rip tons of paper off and find the news. And that's all on the computer. The computer has really, in the past few years, really changed everything. Yeah, I feel like change used to come slowly. And it seems like recently now it just, it just comes at light yeah. speed. Be ready because tomorrow you don't know what it's going to bring. Yeah. We're talking with Steve McIntosh, KNSS radio personality who is – Coming up on celebrating 50 years in the business here in the Wichita area. And we look at uh, what you, you've had an amazing run of coworkers, too. I know you've, uh, you've run into a lot of interesting personalities over the years and been fortunate to work with some really intriguing people. Uh, I had a night guy at uh, KEYN named Jack Diamond. His real name's Greg Ambody from Coffeyville, Kansas. And he assumed, went from here, he went to Nashville or Memphis or someplace and became Coyote Calhoun and won about five of those. T- Marconi Awards at different radio stations. He was interesting. Great guy. Um, Dave Biondi, afternoon guy, was good. Um, just, I, yeah, I can't think of a whole lot of Oh, I know. Uh, Hooter Meyer. Yeah. Did some time with Hooter and uh, the late Cecil Carrier. People like that. A lot of great names. What does Steve McIntosh do when he's not at the radio station? What do you like to do? Probably used to think about uh, 11 hours of sleep. <laughs> no, I, I do a little napping in the afternoon. I like to run. When the, uh, pretty dedicated on running, I, I read a lot, as you know, Ted. And then you've got, you've got to have time for the family, for the grandkids now. So that's basically it. What, uh, as we look back on 50 years in the business, I guess I'm going to let you wax philosophical here. When you think about a half century of doing this, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, and it, it's, it's got to be very enriching to think about that, that, that accomplishment. Use the, the phrase half century, and I think, Wow. Really? It seems like it's just yesterday. Yeah. It's just, it's happened so fast. I would like to do another 50. I don't think I can, but it happened. Everything's happened so fast and so many things, so many great people I've worked with. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Well, we congratulate you and we've certainly enjoyed l- listening to your voice and your expertise over the course of the last 50 years on Wichita Radio. Uh, thank you, Ted. It's 
been, it's been uh, a pleasure working yet, with you. It sure has. We've had a great time, and we'll keep on doing it. This is Issues 2020. Our guest has been the usual host of this program, KNSS radio personality, Kansas Association of Broadcasters Hall of Famer Steve McIntosh. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. Steve will be back as your host next week. Thanks for listening. This is Ted Woodward.